And we're here. Welcome us. It's the Comedy Couch. With Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. I'm Tony Tripoli. I'm Dennis Hensley, and my Diet Coke's already opened. Dennis, so... that's the second time you've done that. I know, but I needed it but before. But it's our theme song. I know, I, it's I'm like sorry. It's like without Schlemiel Schlemazel. Do you really even want to watch Laverne and Shirley? It's not the same. That's a limp dick. Can't you just shake your eyes? No, because I like my Diet Coke. With ice, I do not like drinking it from the can. So it's not the same experience. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I've let everyone down. Well, let's just have. pack it in. Well, or let's just talk for an hour. Okay. Good. Um, I have fully extended my microphone stand. Good. Have you noticed? Yes. I have a big, hard microphone stand. I know. Let me try right that. And I'm just shaking it up. I'm seeing if it makes a difference. It's only about six inches taller. Right. Than when it's not fully extended, but. So there you go. So if I might make a good difference, if I'm much louder yeah. today, then you know what? Deal with it, podcast listeners. That's right. We're um, messing. We're mixing it up with the equipment. But we've been told that the podcast in general wasn't, excuse me, wasn't loud enough, and so you know, yeah. The point is, you people complain a lot, boy. And let me tell you something. You know how I learned that? What? Po- posting this Provincetown picture on the Facebook. That you learned that people complain. People. Everyone has a look. I appreciate. More than I can express in words how touched I am that as soon as I posted the new Provincetown poster, so many people sent really, really nice comments and, you know, whatever. And that's good because it's really outside of my comfort zone to have just a picture of me with no shirt on standing there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's not my the first card I play. And uh, and so people have been really supportive and, oh, you look good and the diet and whatever. What's the ratio of good to bad? Oh, I mean, 99. I mean, it's really everyone. But there is this one person who kept commenting, wow, uh, Photoshop much? And um, then a couple more people later would be like, seriously, is it is it like is this just his head on someone else's body or what? And and like after like his third post, I deleted it? it. I deleted it and then emailed him directly and was like, since you seem to be so fascinated by the Photoshopping process, let me just tell you, I sat over the photographer's shoulder while he did it. And I'll tell you exactly what he did. He erased the prominent wrinkle across my forehead. There's just a line across my forehead. Right. He also erased two little U-shaped wrinkles underneath my Adam's apple. Right. Which, you know, are just wrinkles that in real life don't bother me, but in a picture that... You know, right. you notice it in a picture. Right. Um, I had like a red spot on my chest where there had been like an ingrown hair or something. He right. erased and he shadowed under my pecs because I don't have like any kind of pecs at all. So he like sort of did a little shadowing under there. That's it. That's what he did. It's not fucking liquefy. He didn't fucking it's, put it's 20 like you're, pounds you're on You're Jessica Simpson on the cover oh of Marie Claire. Oh my God. Claire, so suddenly. defensive about it. And I right. read this guy up and down and I was like, so I hope that um, that was really fascinating for you. Frankly, I'm drowsy just talking about it, but apparently you think it's really interesting. Who is Is it somebody I know? No. It's some, just nobody anybody fucking knows. It's some shut-in that I'm, you know, Facebook in your friend In your friendship flurry. And so... And you went cuckoo town um, with 5,000 friends in two minutes. And he apologized. He was like, I'm really sorry. I realized yeah. how that came out really dickish. And I, I thought I was being funny. And, you know, I didn't mean it like that. But I totally get it. And right. Please. And I was like, no, I wasn't really mad at you. Although I... Yes, you I were. was kind of mad. You were totally mad but at I him. But I said, oh, don't worry. We're fine. Um... But I really, yeah, I guess I kind of went to about nine and a half when I read that. But it was like, because here's the thing. I have a little bit of that thing now where it's like, 
Well, you know what? If people are fat, it's just because they're just that's their they're just making those choices. Then that's fine. Like, and I never wanted to be one of those people. I don't. Right. I don't think I'm like a body snob. Right. Like, I don't resent people for not having like crazy hot bodies. And I certainly don't think I'm an underwear model. Let me just be clear on that. Right. But I worked really, really hard. Right. I sacrificed a lot. I sacrificed right. three meals a day. <laughs> right. For six weeks. Do you know what I mean? Like I was inconvenienced right. and annoyed and aware of this th- goal that I was working towards for a very long time. And you know, now it's I'm two weeks away from going to Provincetown. It's basically it's the end of this sort right. of we're at the sort of goal. You're coming into the the season finale of yeah, the, and the way in the the. I when people say, "Wow, you look you know you look really good," or "Oh, you know you lost a lot of weight," or "It's good," or whatever, I am taking that in as a compliment in what I think is a healthy way. I'm taking it. Thank you. I, I appreciate you commenting. I appreciate that you noticed. It was a lot of hard work, and I'm allowing myself to be really proud of myself for doing that. I'm not a person with it has a ton of stick with it or follow through. And on this one, I kind of did. And I'm, so I'm kind of proud of myself, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I don't want to be like, Oh, I wouldn't have sex with him cause he's too fat. Like I'm not that person, but I also am kind of like, wow, all my life. I was just, I kind of looked at those other people. I'm like, they're so lucky they have those jeans. Well, maybe not all of them just had those jeans. Maybe some of them really fucking went through, a, like, really sacrificed and did made choices I wasn't willing to make. Yeah, right. Like, I kind of have to own that I was boohooing for most of my adult life about something that I maybe had a lot more control over than I was willing to uh, to own. Admit. Yeah. So, so I'm so, kind of you know, and I think that's good. I want I'm going to remember that. As Carrie Underwood would say, those were lessons learned. Lessons learned. Right. So there you go. So there you go. So you're two weeks out. Yeah, I leave. Uh, well, today is Saturday. The what is it? The fifth. Um, and I leave two weeks from yesterday. So 13 days from now. What day do you leave? I leave I'm, Friday night, the 18th. I think I leave Friday the 18th too. Mm-hmm. Are so, you LAX or are you Burbank? No, we're we're driving to San Francisco. Okey-dokey. I don't. I have not taken a plane this year, and I may. Not, I don't know. I don't see it coming. Well, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, just haven't had to, any trips. You went to Thailand and New no, Zealand. No, I've had some and, great trips yeah, in my in the last couple life. Of years. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm not saying that, but it's weird to be like. I'm on a plane once a month, but it's to Phoenix. Yeah. So it's like an hour. You know what I mean? Still, right. mileage wise, I think you're way ahead. Right. But I'm not in a uh, place where I can take trips unless there was some kind of work thing right or frequent flyery thing so these little film festival jaunts in the state are great yes they're getaways but yeah no i haven't been on a plane this year and there's jai ho jai ho yeah this uh guy that i met last time who i went and saw the proposal with and uh we're gonna probably you know do something together so there's that which you hated the proposal I tony i think that's where it. you finally crossed over to what, Dennis? The Grinch. I'm the Grinch? Yes, because you didn't like the proposal. I, well, I don't know that I can say I didn't like it. I can say that I only made it 40 minutes until then I turned I, it off. I think that, I, then you loved it so much you okay. couldn't take any more. Um, I just thought Ryan Reynolds deserved to have a character. 
and the writers uh, just differed right. with me on that one. Right. I never believed for a second that Sandra Bullock was this fearsome, right, scary, horrible witch on a broom. And I yeah. really also hate all those scenes in office scenarios where they're like, here she comes, and everyone just scurries, and they're sending emails, and the witch is on her broom, and dun 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 And as she walks by, uh, yeah. there's people falling, and papers flying, and right, wonk, wonk. Like... I don't buy it. And she looked positively darling with that ponytail that was supposed to make her so frigid and frosty. Right. Like, I just was not having it. And then Betty White comes in and, and you know, she's doing her Betty White thing. And when she said, um, oh, don't let the dog outside because the eagles will get him, I thought, oh, boy, I don't I don't know how much more I got in me. You're and out. then about 10 minutes later, Sandy Bullock goes to make a cell phone call outside and the dog goes outside and the eagle picked it up and I went, click. And that was the last thing I saw. Never even saw Ryan Reynolds naked. Didn't even make it. Th- and I like, yeah. that's a pretty big carrot to dangle in front yeah. of a gay guy. Nope. Wasn't enough. I was out. Out. I was out. What do you love? Please give. I loved Please Give. Uh, that about wraps it up for me and my list of things And I you love, love no. chasing people out of seats that they're not supposed to be sitting in. <laughs> I loved telling people they couldn't sit in the seats that we got there an hour early to get. Yeah, at five minutes before the theater. I mean, yeah. that's a fun thing. That was awesome. Because I feel like that's just just. Yeah. That's, that's just right. You're just standing up for what's right. Yeah, I was just doing what any good citizen would do. Right. Um, so I don't know. So there's that. What do you have on your list? Well, I saw Sex in the City 2. You are kidding me. No, Brett and I went. We were going, no matter how hard oh, okay. water. We went to the last and one you together. Went both. And we were going to be there for this one, and we took pictures in front of the mural, before and after pictures. And the before one was like an excitement thing. Hopeful, yeah. Hopeful, really. and the after one was like, mm. Really like, trying to defend your decision to go and Yeah, it. It, it's bad, but it was, in, we knew going in that the reviews were stinky. Mm. It was curious, though. It was um, interesting to think about the choices they made, and... I still like being around those ladies. I didn't like Carrie in this one. Mm. Her big problem is, like, Big just wants to stay home and watch TV. Yeah. And her thing is, what about life and excitement? And I'm like, look, bitch, you got a job. You're married. Yeah. You got got the closet. You got got a million things. Shut the fuck up. You know, so she was kind of a little whiny and ungrateful. And And you've got these three awesome friends that you can go out with any time. Yeah. And Big is totally okay with it. Yeah. So I call bullshit. She just, Carrie just came off as, as, um, spoiled and untied. Like, I didn't like Carrie. She got better as she went along in terms of her, what was given her. And Sarah just Did you get Parker, sand in your crack? I didn't. Wow. Okay. I, I would have liked to have. But for example, then the decadence was poured on a little thick. Like, they get to Abu Dhabi yeah. and they each have their own chauffeur driven car. Mm-hmm. So there's four cars lined up and visually it's kind of cool. But we just want to see the four of them together in a car talking. <laughs> we don't want to see them in separate, you know, like they kind right. of forgot what we liked. Um, Cynthia Nixon and uh, Charlotte, uh, Kristen Davis have a great scene where they talk about being a mom. It's kind of mm-hmm. the best scene in the movie where it's kind of grounded and how hard it is. And it's kind of funny. And I liked Kim Cattrall in it because she committed to everything i mean some of the stuff was crazy but i liked her commitment right um it was two and a half hours but it didn't feel like anything dramatic happened Mm -hmm. it was odd but um i just like being around those ladies and you know i'll i'll be i'm you know it wasn't i had a few laughs and remembered some of the good times and so the picture of us outside of the (laughs) theater is more like hmm 
Just a little meh. Yeah, a little meh. Yeah. But it's super pun. It's so oh, funny. Oh, God, It's pun-ishing. Yeah. It's pun-ishing. That's... It's like, ooh, Lawrence of Mylabia. Like, it's a lot no. of that. Yeah, that's... I'm having a uh-uh. midwife crisis. Yikes. <clears throat> and it opens with this big gay wedding, and Liza Minnelli sings Single Ladies. Sure. Which feels like, if that was going to happen, it should have happened on YouTube before the song, before the yes. original song even came out. Like, right. it felt so late to the party. Right. And... The wedding is really opulent and crazy, but you don't really, there's no real But you never feel like these guys were ever in love. Like, it's such a weird device. They don't even try to give them, um... Yeah. They, they, Anthony says one line, and there's a scene with Stanford in the, before, but it's kind of like this big wedding that's not about what it's about. The people getting married. Yeah. It's more about carrying a tux. It's more about, and looking crazy in that hair with that stuff. And the clothes really upstaged I thought the story like there would be a shot where they'd cut to a new scene and you would look at the outfits and then you'd go (laughs) like it was almost it was like a fashion parade in a weird like she gets up to take a shit and she's decked right and it's kind of like like, she lost a bet it's weird. everything's like a dare yeah so I um it was kind of soulless but um I still was happy that it was existed that I could go see it with my friend Brett and take pictures. Yeah, no, that is And good. sneak in cookies. Well, you make your choices, Dennis. I know. That's my new policy. That's why I have a big God. fat ass. Um, fuck. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I had potato chips last night. Good. At a party. Good. Yeah. Which party? They were good. Uh, my friend Doug Spearman oh, yeah. had a party because he has a new boyfriend. Good. Who he's very in love with and who is English. Nice. And, it, and he lives in London, oh, but shit. also is here. Like he's here for like six weeks right now or five weeks right now. Um, and then Doug is about going to do a show in the Fringe Festival in Ireland and so the boyfriend will be coming up every weekend and then the boyfriend just bought a farm in Spain or something I know and then they're gonna go after the Fringe Festival then they're gonna go like have a month in Spain together anyway they're getting a lot of time but this is like their LA month and it just so happens that the boyfriend's birthday is was yesterday the same day as the Queen of England okay which is a holiday right you know the Queen's birthday so the joke is, come celebrate the queen's birthday, and it's the boyfriend oh, is the queen. Huh? Okay. So everyone had to wear a tiara or some kind of a sash or something royal. And so like I made a coat of arms with nice. my family name in it, and then this banner across the bottom that in Latin says, I bitch, therefore I am. I like it. Which looks really funny in Latin. Yeah. And, um, and it was all colored, and I had it on this ribbon that I hung around my neck. But... um. So, and the boyfriend is just great. I mean, he's smashing. He's just a delight, and they're great together. And and Doug made this homemade carrot cake, and I had a piece of carrot cake, and I had some potato chips, and I don't even feel bad about it. And my agent was there. Great. Um, And someone was there that I've had a crush on for many years, but he was married to a man, um, and I really don't know if I should tell this story, but I think I will tell it. He, um, so his name is Jimmy and he, his husband was Brian Graydon, uh, you know, head of MTV right, of logo, powerful guy. And Jimmy is Asian. And, uh, if Brian has one more face left, he'll be Asian too, but he's technically, he's not Asian. And, 
And, you know, Brian Graydon, I've met them both a couple of times. Yeah. And I always thought that Jimmy was very attractive. And I always just stayed on the other side of the room uh, because he's a married man and not, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. But we've been at a lot of events and parties and often talked and had moments of levity and had a nice little laugh mm -hmm. together. And then I go, okay, I've got to get away. I got to get away because I don't want to have any kind of a positive yeah. connection with this guy because he's a married man and his husband's Brian Graydon and whatever. Okay. So I see him there. He's there at the party last night and we're talking and we're laughing and da -da, And I say something about, oh, and your husband is, is out of town right now or da -da. And he's like, oh, we broke up like in September. And I didn't know. I had no idea. So he. I think Brian's got a new boyfriend. In okay, New York. probably, and yeah, I think I that's great. And these yeah. are there. It, it sounded very adult and very yeah. like there was no gossip or. I just I don't run in those circles, so I didn't know. Right. Um. And so. Anyway, so as he said goodbye, Jimmy and I happen to be Facebook friends, and he was like, "I'm gonna find you on Facebook. I think we we should go out and." And I was like, yeah, for sure. But like, it's that weird thing where I don't know if he means on a date and I'm not going to fucking ask him on a date. And it's just weird. And okay, you got to cut to the chase. What are you doing with this? No, you're not. You're pinning it down. You've got to pin it down. Well, you here's why. Get it, Tony? Do you no, now? Do you get it? I'm that guy. I'm all about defining it. But the reason that I'm worried is it would be a really, really dumb career move to ever go on a date with this guy. Like, I kind of need to be able to work for Brian Graydon at some point. He's not even doing and, logo anymore. Okay. Well, he's not even in the he's in a whole other thing now. Like, you know, I already can't go back on Atlantis Cruises because I slept with the guy the owner was trying to sleep with and didn't even know it until right. after the fact. Like, if I'm going to fucking Atlantis, I sleep with one person and it happens to be the one person out of 500 guys that the owner gave the trip for free to try to get in his pants behind his boyfriend's back. And I don't know this. Right. So, and now I'm fucking blacklisted, you know, and the bookers, they love me at Atlantis. They're trying to get me on, but the owner, the president of the company keeps going, nope, nope, nope. Like he's still pissed that I slept with this guy like three years ago. Yeah. So now I'm just sitting there imagining, oh my God, that's all I need is to finally get like someone want to do a stand up special on Logo and then Brian Graydon be like, oh, hell no. I don't think he's and I think he's left. Okay, I've, well that's I've good had news. a number of conversations with him in the last. So as, after months. Jimmy left, and he's my, writing books and he's writing a musical. My agent was like, "I think you're off the hook. You there. need to go out with him. You know, he he seemed really into you, and yeah, you guys yeah, would be yeah. really fun together." And blah, blah. and I was like, "No, I can't." And my agent's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "His ex boyfriend is Brian Graydon." And da, da, da. and my agent is like, "Oh, who cares? That's nothing." And I was like, "You need to be." Keeping me employable. I you need to be right. advising me to stay away. I think he's right. Who cares? All right. I think he's right. So anyway, I don't know if anything will even come of it. Yeah. But it's just funny when you have someone that you sort of known of for a while and always kind of had a little crush on. And yeah. I don't know what kind of a person he is. Like he might be a, he a for terrible. Job? He's an attorney. Okay. Um. So, but you know, he might be like a horrible, rotten LA asshole and he might be wonderful right. and delightful. So there you go. Then good. You should go out with him. Well, I think you should. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. Because I, I don't even think, I think Brian Graydon's out of the loop on all that stuff anyway. Okay. And he's pretty, I I was impressed with him. Like, I thought he was smart and enlightened. Yeah. And I don't think he would hold that against you. Okay. Even if it, even if he was in the loop. So. Yeah. I'm sure some of our broadcast listeners know them and will be emailing me and advising me, which I there appreciate. I love that. I love 
that. The fucking yeah. podcast, the couch videos come through. They have, they're in the loop. Yeah, we got another email from uh, our friend David, uh, who has got a new Flesh Jack Pride sales. And Is it rainbow shaped? It's, they have all these, like, it's two guys making out, but they're each jerking off with a Flesh Jack, okay. but they're kissing one another. Okay. And I'm like, well, that's not a good use of your time together is it i don't know like it's, it's that whatever seems odd. Your boat and then one guy's getting fucked in the ass but while he's getting fucked in the ass he's flesh jacking he's flesh jacking himself and that okay i guess that's like having a three-way but yeah. without you know it's like two and a half men um and then they have this big box that is the size of like an ice chest that you right. would take to a maybe a sporting event um or in our case, the Hollywood Bowl. Right. And it just has a hole on either end. And these two guys are leaning on top of the box, kissing. And then they're fucking the holes in the box. What's in the box? Like I guess, I guess two flesh jacks are built into the box. It's like $125. For the box? Yeah, but it's like, where do you, first of all, where do you keep that? I don't know. Who has that kind of storage? Maybe some people have a playroom. Oh, boy. So anyway, but uh, so we are, the podcast listeners come through is my point. That's good. Um, so I finished my Modern Family script. Congratulations. And I sent it into Russell T. Davies on five minutes before it was due. And let me read you the email he wrote me back. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay. This is at 12.09. So it was like right, right when I sent it. Oh, well done, in all caps. I'm gonna tr I can't do a British accent. Oh, that's exciting. I was wondering whether to email and ask how you were getting on. I didn't expect you to actually have finished. If you're reading my book, you'll know full well that I never make a deadline. And I am reading his book, and mm -hmm. he's always like, oh, this is, you know. I am thrilled, thrilled in all caps. I am dying to read it, but I'm genuinely mid-deadline myself now and can't allow myself. I must work. Give me a few days, exclamation point. That's all, exclamation point. And if you do fiddle with it in the meantime, then just send me the new version, easily done. Oh, that's very exciting. Congratulations. Well, Dennis. Well done, Dennis. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. Now, I'm while, very proud of you. Now, while you wait to catch, for me to catch up, start thinking about the next script. In all caps, it never stops. RXX. Wow. Isn't that golden? It really he is. He could have just said, hey, congrats, thanks. Yeah, I'll got get it. To it. Read it in a couple days. Yeah, yeah, Bye. yeah. But he's so genuinely excited. He's proud. He's very proud. He's very proud. No, he's proud. He's very proud. He's I love proud. that it's, he's very he had proud. to say it twice. I know. That's so, excellent. Yeah, and... Uh, Jackie Clark, who I do Write Club with, my writing yes. little group, she's read it and gave me a few notes, so I'm going to do a little pass uh, and maybe change some things. I need a country song that has a girl's name in it that Cameron would sing to Lily, like... Uh, Jolene. Like Jolene. Like like change her name, but change... Oh, Lil you know what I mean? Like, change the oh. name. I, I have it, Oh, Lily, Don't Take Your Love to Town, but um, <laughs> Jackie didn't think that was very funny. I don't know what song. Oh, that Ruby, is. don't take your love to town. Yeah, no. No, it needs to be like it needs to be a song with a girl's name in it, but that's inappropriate. Like you shouldn't sing to a daughter. Oh, like honky tonk, badonka donk, or here's yeah. your one chance, Lily, don't let me down. But the, that the lyrics don't talk about turning your daughter out the way the song does. Okay. Huh. That's a good one to think. I'll think of it. He's, I mean, he's I don't singing really a know. song to Lily. That's a country song that is not good advice for a baby do you know what i mean that's okay. a little dirty sure or a little like you know but like, it has to be country i think yeah it's all about because he's got country fever now they're going he's gonna go country dancing. yes okay, okay that's all if anyone has it oh i bought cornstarch and i know what it is now <laughs> 
People can't believe that I don't know what cornstarch is. <laughs> well. And so now your flesh jack isn't sticky anymore? I haven't busted it out yet. I just bought it. Oh, Jesus, Dennis. But, uh, What's the point of having cornstarch in a flesh jack if you're not going to, you just, know? I understand you had a deadline and everything, yeah. but still. Well, I haven't done it yet. Um, <laughs> well, might I just recommend flesh jacking while you're getting fucked in the ass? I'm I, just going to throw that out. You know what? I just saw a photo of it just a few moments ago. So there's that. And I knew the person who was getting fucked in the ass and flesh, flesh jacking. You knew him? Yeah. From where? He's the porn star that asked me out, and I said no thanks. And then the kid at my tanning place, after he left, <laughs> um, the kid said, you really should have gone out with him. I know him really well. He's a really nice guy. And I was like, oh, well, no thanks. And he was like, seriously, we're really, really close. Like, I'm the one that talked him into doing gangbang. And I thought, well, that is some kind of fucking recommendation. <laughs> That's some way to vouch for how close you are with someone. If you're the one that talked them into doing gangbang videos... You must be close. That's cool. You're just a confidant. Which porn star is it? Um, I'm not going to say. Damn. But if you go to the Fleshjack website, he's he's might, he may be the only one is he white? fleshjacking and getting fucked. I don't know. Okay. So. Um, Rue McClanahan, Tony. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, because like uh, you know, I had a date last Sunday night with this guy who I actually really enjoy. Um, and he's a manager of a pottery barn, or no, uh, 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 William Sonoma. Nice in Pasadena. Really nice guy, and we had a really great time. And he was saying something about loving the Golden Girls, and we were both talking about loving the Golden Girls. And he was like, you know, when Rue McClanahan dies, I think I might just have to call in sick and just stay home. And he was joking about it when he said it, but he's like, I'm going to be inconsolable. And we were laughing about it. And then like three days later, she kicks the bucket, and so I called him and was like, um. You killed Rue McClanahan. I, I don't know how much you were joking the other night, but I hope that you're not called in sick in the fetal position <laughs> eating cookie dough. I hope you were able to go to work today. And, uh, but, you know, and he called back and laughed and was like, that is so funny, you know, that, yeah, I'm okay. But he goes, I just can't believe how many people called me and were like, are you okay? <laughs> like, I'm not going to jump off a Brit. Like, we knew it right. was going to happen. Right. But, yeah. Wow. But it's still sad. Betty it White's sad. the Lone Ranger. She's the Lone Ranger. I um I saw Del Shore's new show, Yellow, on Thursday night, and it's fan-fucking-tastic. And it's not even about Asians, right? It's not even about Asians. Uh, I might um, go anyway. It's really good, but it was the night that Rue McClan, it was the day she died, so he dedicated it to her, and because they worked together on Sorted mm -hmm. Lives, and he told this really funny story about her, and I see if I can remember it. Um, he... Um, she, they were doing a comedy show together in New York, like at comics. Okay. And she came in one night just livid, and she'd had a fight with her husband. And Del goes, "Well, what'd you have a fight about?" And she goes, "Everybody loves Raymond." <laughs> and he goes, and she goes, she goes, "Now we both love that show, but my husband only loves Raymond. He doesn't like the supporting characters, and because Rue is a supporting character, that those are her people. Like tonight, he was making fun of Patricia Heaton's posture." <laughs> and I said, you, she has great posture. You shouldn't make, you know, and I got really mad. And Leslie Jordan goes, well, Rue, you know that Patricia Heaton's a Republican and she's anti-gay or whatever. Right. And she goes, oh, well, if I'd known that, I never would have defended her posture. <laughs> I kind of did okay with the accent. That was really good. Thank and it was you. a good story and it was a good telling of the story. All right. Well, I interviewed Dell for my video blog. It'll be up soon and you can hear him tell That's the story. Good. Oh, yeah. I like him and I'm glad to hear that. It's a that... good show. It's yeah. got a lot of humor, but it's um, very dramatic, uh, domestic, 
some gay stuff. Good. Good. I felt I was like so good that somebody I knew kind of kicked ass with something because yeah. everyone's struggling so hard. And yeah. I know, know Dell's been through the ringer with all the sordid lives sure. fall out from the TV show and stuff. So um, this is, uh, oh, um, you know, my little job that I got. Mm. I think it might not happen now. Hooray. Um, but that's okay. Because I know it gave a lot of people hope. We got a yeah. uh, an email to that effect. Eric and Eric even wrote but, it might not happen now. So, um, yeah, that cloud that was kind of lifting. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, I was, I'm not surprised, and maybe it will happen or something else will happen. Well, those things happen. are always so tenuous. Right. It's, it's so. not like we're still doing the project. We just don't think you're good enough to be part no, of it. No, it's, yeah, it's, the, the original writer. Yeah, the weird it's shitting things, on it. Whatever. Mm. So, but I might do something else with them. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, God almighty. But, yeah. Uh, there's that. So, and I, but my uh, physicality is a little bit better. Still, still clonying it up than mm-hmm. this new thing, but I feel a bit better. That's good. But I still got to figure out some shit, something to do. Yeah. Mm. I had <laughs> my Tory Spelling meeting. Oh, yeah. When was that and how was it? It was Thursday afternoon at ABC. Okay. And uh, the, I, you know, my agent told me that I would be meeting with the, uh, ABC daytime casting person, right. um, Andrea something or other. And um, I figured, okay, it'll be five minutes. She'll ask me a couple questions on tape right? and pass the tape on to, you know what I mean? I'll just, she'll ask me a couple questions that are setups and I'll right. give really funny responses and they'll go, yeah, you're gay and funny. You know, right. we'll just throw you in the mix. Cause they're seeing just every gay guy in the world is getting seen for this. Right. I think they're actually seeing a couple of guys that only even experimented in college. Right. But like they're literally like they want right. they're seeing everybody everybody gay guy gets a shot, and um, and so I get there and I was early, um, and right at my appointment time, uh, this woman came out and was like, "Hi, Tony, come on in." And it was um, two of the producers of the show, okay, and no camera, and these were like actually like you know important women. Like I thought it was literally going to be some assistant, that, right? And they, it was my meetings at five thirty on Thursday, and they kept me for an hour and five minutes. It's great. And they're talking like I literally thought it would be. It's the end of the work day. I mean, you know, you don't get producers, television producers, to fucking give you an hour of their time, especially at the end of the day. Right. Like it was. So I think it was really great, and it was really serious. It wasn't funny at all. Like it was. How did you come out to your family? What did they think of it? And what was your worst breakup? And I, and like, I was telling them, um, well, my last breakup was a year ago, Valentine's day. And it was really hard. And they were like, well, what did he look like? And I was like, well, he was a volleyball player and you know, a Filipino. And the one lady goes, oh, so you're a rice queen. Now she's the white lady, but the other executive is an Asian woman. Right. So I go, um, that's kind of a terrible thing to say. (laughs) Like you don't use that expression, you know? And, um, and no, I'm not. Do you think it's just, a terrible thing to say? Yeah, I think it's a pejorative, and I think it has a, an odd racial. I think it's, yeah, I think it's insulting to Asians to refer to them as rice. Like I just don't think right. that. I think. It's, but uh, you've never called yourself a rice queen. No, I think it's a really ugly expression. Okay. Um, and I'm not. So, I don't know either way. But right. I, I, I maybe I'm wrong, but right. you know. Um, and so I was like, oh, and we were laughing about it. And she was like, okay, well, what was your longest relationship? And I said, three and a half years. And she goes, let me guess. He was Asian. And I go, okay, well, he was Filipino, but that's a coincidence. 
I mean, you don't know me. And like, we were totally laughing about that. Right. But it was really like not an ABC friendly type of meeting. Like when she was throwing, banding about Rice Queen and, and that was, you know. Both of them were that. It was the same girl both times. Yeah. Same. And they were, so they were a little right. naughty and, and they were, you know, and, but um, it was, you know, like kind of serious stuff. And, and um, at the end I was like, well, I, I thought this would be funnier. I thought you would ask me questions and I would say really hilarious things back. But, you know, we were talking about pretty, so, you know, and they were like, no, no, we know you can do the job. Like we've seen tons of tape of you. You're hilarious. We just don't want to work with an asshole five days a week. I mean, this is a lot of hours to do a daily, yeah, an hour show five days a week. We just really want to put together a group of people that we really just like. Yeah. And so that's way more important. You know, there's a lot of people that could do the job in this town. Um, and so I kind of thought that was cool. And yeah, that's an so the next, thing for them to the say. next step is a chemistry test with Tori. Um, and that that's like a long, lengthy, yeah. multi-leveled process. But so I should be going back to meet Tori uh, at the end of June. So probably when I come back from P-Town. Good. Exciting. Yeah. Excellent. So, you know, we'll just see. Good. Yeah, but that was a good thing yeah, in the for world, sure. you know, for sure. a little hope. And it was after, it was on Thursday, which is your big day. Did you Yeah, work so early? I left work while we were waiting for network notes, uh, thinking that I would be get there early, be there for 10 minutes, and get back before the notes even came. Right. Um, and then, because they kept me so long, I called and said, have the notes come? And she goes, they're just coming in now. By the time you get here, we'll already be done. Don't even worry, don't come back. So it was okay. nice. So I kind of had an early night Thursday. Good. Yes. Um, I, uh, should have brought this up last time, which is the last, the second to last two episodes of Glee ago, the one with the Lady Gaga Glee, which you don't watch Glee. I do not. (sighs) I watched it with, uh, Danny and Glenn and I had to, man, that show can infuriate me sometimes (laughs) and people love it so much that Mm -hmm. you, you feel like you're saying that. Santa's an asshole or something when when you question anything about it. But there was a scene where um, the gay kid's dad stands up for the gay kid. Uh-huh. The gay kid, Kurt, and Finn are now sharing a room because their parents are dating. Okay. So Kurt's clearly in love with Finn. Okay. And Finn's trying to be cool, but he's like, you know, it's weird, right? So Kurt remakes the whole room, and it's, of course, over the top. And Does he have one of those boxes with the two holes in it? He's got a box with the two holes in it. And, um, you know, he's already lubed it right on up. <laughs> and Finn freaks out and says, you know, um, you know, what are you doing? And he, he said, in this faggy blanket and that, fa-, you know, he uses faggy to describe the blanket or whatever. Yeah. So the dad overhears and comes in and starts doing this speech that god bless the actor because the actors do their best but it was so pleased with itself and i know there are a million people out there crying it's yeah. the way i wanted my dad to be with me but but it was very for your consideration it was like we're writing our glad award speech now mm-hmm. and this is for the real and i felt i was on thin side like nobody had any <laughs> compassion for this kid who's decent guy but yeah. his world's changing yeah and you know and I just, and I thought, oh my God. And it kept building and building. And I said, he's not going to throw him out of the house. He can't do that. And he's like, and I want you out. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it was infuriating. And I feel like even saying that out loud is the equivalent of you dating Brian Graydon's ex. Yeah. My We're, career's over. It's, that's the end of us. But they... Thank you for listening to the pod. Beep. They... 
I love when those kids sing and they're all so talented and I like the spirit of it, but sometimes the characters do things yeah. that I don't that I don't feel are they're not set up to do and then they just have to do it and they make it work and Well, it's funny as a person I'm who doesn't watch crazy. the show when I see clips I I so often I'm like, "Wow, that is dumb." Like I'm sure it's great in the moment, and no, but maybe but sometimes like, it isn't. It's like weird. the pregnant, the pregnant girls doing "It's a Man's World," and all the backup girls—they all have big pregnant stomachs, and the girl, the cheerleaders singing it, and they're going he, 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 in the background, like they're trying to do choreography about like they have the two pregnant women yeah. that are facing each other, and they're making circles around each other's tummies. But like, don't try to do modern dance with pregnant belly. Like it's just. Sometimes it's so creative that yeah, I you know I don't even watch full episodes. And again, I'm sure it's really brilliant. And well, no, it's but it's very, it's I think it's a little caught up in its own phenomenonness. And people are drinking the Kool Aid, and mm. it kind of makes me crazy. And I mean, it's got to be hard. Job. Yeah, it's got to be hard to have a show that's such a big hit because then you know, well, we've got to keep ratcheting ratcheting it up, but also there's going to be a backlash at some point. There's going to be a, you know what I mean? So it's got to be hard to just keep your blinders on and just keep making the show that you wanted to be making in season one when no one knew about it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. There's something about the way characters are always doing things that you don't believe they would do or something. Like you feel like um, they could build this beautiful arc for somebody. And if Cher called, they'd be like, oh, fuck it. Let's just put Cher in. And yeah. I don't know. Throw sure. in a line. And you know, like you feel like. And then they had Adina Menzel and um, Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle finds out that Adina is her birth mother. Okay. And then they have this weird kind of, are we going to try to have a relationship or not? And I didn't really understand the reasons for not. And I think it's just that Adina only signed on for four episodes. So they, <laughs> you know, so it, like, it wasn't very clear. And then they, <laughs> can we sing together? And then they sang Poker Face because it was Lady Gaga week, oh, and no. I kept and they sounded amazing. It was like ballady and beautiful, right? But... And they looked at each other and they had all these emotions. But I kept listening to for the words to go, okay, why this song? Why does this song fit with whatever that yeah. dynamic is? My, 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 my. I couldn't crack it. I couldn't figure out why, and it was because they had it was Lady Gaga week, and fuck it, yeah, they'll, they'll buy it. And um, I here's how I would have solved it as a writer because Leah Michelle's got her book of music. Let's sing together, and they've had this tender mother daughter. We're not really going to be together because you're leaving the show or whatever. Uh, let's sing together, and she opens it up, and there's some sets. Oh, that song's too sad. We can't. I'll cry. Let's do that. Ah, that's too sad. Let's do something fun and new. How's that? You know. So they sing Poker Face, uh -huh. but they load it up with all the things they're feeling, and dramatic issue, credibility problem solved. Wow. Where's my check? Thank you. Yeah. But anyway, I feel like a bit of a party pooper for not loving everything that they do on that show. That's okay. Fuck. I uh, I allow that. All right. But yeah, but it ain't good to say out loud. Grease 2 is going to be the Outfest sing-along, which I think is fun. Even though I don't know that movie very well, at least it's... So they're doing the Grease sing-along at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes. And then is Grease 2 after it? Um, I think Grease 2 is after it. It's at Outfest. Right. So yeah. that's at the Ford. Yes. Um, yeah. That's kind of cool, though. It is cool. Like, because it's, you know, they've done a lot of the biggies. They've done Xanadu. And, and I wouldn't be and... surprised if they get Michelle Pfeiffer to swing by. Like, that wouldn't even really shock me too much. Really? Yeah. Outfest, The Gays, LA. It'd be on she Entertainment doesn't do Tonight. She not anything anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like, I could just, I could see 
them going that you'll get a ton of press if you show up for gay sing along yeah. of Greek Greece to this movie that yeah. you know you should be ashamed of but you're not and I can't imagine it but maybe it'd be cool yeah. if she did um I had a cruisy moment the other night you were cruised I think I might have been cruised ish Ooh. I went to uh Bob's Big Boy with Aaron and Chill our mm, friends Aaron and Chill after yes. we had done homework together and I finished my Modern Family spec, so we were going to go celebrate. We're at a booth, and they're on the other side of the booth. And if I look between them, there was this blonde kid at the next table. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of looked gay, was reading a book about film production. Was cute, kind of kept catching my eye a little bit. And I was like, hmm, there's something going on here. So he, they brought him a big Sunday, And I made a joke about the Sunday and... And he chatted back, and, I, and finally it was like, just come sit with us. And I was like, all right, this is like, never happens, and it's on. Uh, and then he's kind of chattering, and he's very annoying. He was a little <laughs> bit, well, I'm producing this movie, and we're going to try to get $40 million. And he was like this, you know, late 20s, like, whatever. <laughs> but it turns out he was a pro-dom, which means he gets paid to dominate people. Oh, my God. So, um, you know, I, it was a lot of me looking at Aaron and Chill like, you know, you're this is weird right and he was fun and engaging enough but it's like you know that doesn't happen a lot and so uh you, you kind of think okay if he's even just a little bit not that annoying or if he's even right i could maybe I make out with him but pro dom and then off the chain uh weird chatterbox yeah it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen Take but your it was sunday and yeah actually leave your sunday but and uh, get out of here but he, yeah, he walks on people and stuff for money. Oh my God. Yeah. Does he have to like tie up their balls? I don't and know. Do weird, I didn't get like, that into it. Why? I mean, I was on. exhausted. I just finished my script and I was like wiped out. And uh -huh. uh, so I didn't have a lot of questions in me. And he just, it was kind of ch ch chat, chat, chat. Yeah. So, right. um, so there's that. And uh, we got our Outfest screening dates That's for exciting. Rubdown. July 11th and 15th. And get we're part Fantastic. of a comedy shorts program called From Uranus to Titty Kaka. Charming. Boy, oh boy. I guess that those are oh things goodness. in the other <laughs> movies or whatever. You know. Um, but Drew Drogi's in that program. It's a oh, lot good. of like Mike Rose. It's a lot of the wackies. That's good. Yeah, it's cool. LA's Funny Gays. I want it to be in boy shorts, Trying but I think this will be fine. Because there's also... Um, party before and after which is oh good like that they are doing like yes a that's excellent yes well we need to wrap this up is it over yeah well i mean it's been a while it's all right 42 minutes in okay cool oh i asked somebody else out too what i asked someone out on an escalator okay um but it, i don't think it uh well we'll see so i was coming down from crunch on the escalator uh -huh. and somebody up above some girl was talking and she was doing that old joke like the checks in the mail and I won't come in your mouth and whatever. So she's talking about those things that people say they're lies or whatever. Okay. So the guy behind me on the escalator was like, ha ha, did you hear that or whatever? And I was like, yeah, that old thing or whatever. And he goes, I like your frames on my glasses. And I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. Nobody likes my, like I feel invisible in my glasses kind of like a, like there's a barrier. Like mm -hmm. I don't feel like, uh, whatever. So chatty chat chat. And he had like a cool, um, necklace on. And I said, where did you get your necklace? And he goes, Tiffany. And I said, the store or the pop singer? And he goes, mm, that's a, uh, either one would be, you know, something. And he was playful. And then we got in the elevator and 
you know, it wouldn't close. And there was a lot of, like, he was engaging. And nobody near Crunch is engaging in that right. way. And so we got to the bottom, and we are walking out. I said, it was nice to meet you. I said, what's your name? I'll find you on Facebook. And he told me his name. And so I found him on Facebook, and I, I friended him. And in the message, I fucking asked him out. Um, and then he accepted the friend request but didn't, didn't comment. So I think it's not happening. But my friend Glenn says when you answer a friend request on a phone, you don't see the message. So there's a chance that he didn't see the message. There is a chance of that. So I'm trying to think. On my iPhone, if somebody sends a friend request with a message like, hey, great running into you or whatever. I don't know. If, I don't think you do. Yeah, so I he may have accepted my friendship without knowing. Right. So I may try to take some steps in that area or not. Well, but how long ago was it? Uh, Tuesday or something like that. Tuesday, yeah. Thursday, Wednesday. I mean, so it could just be busy weekend stuff. You know, I would wait until Monday. Yeah. And then be like, hey, how was your weekend? You know, just. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think, I don't think uh, it's going to happen, but I it felt good to do it. It's yeah. kind of like that meeting with that project that's not going to happen, but it felt good to do it. Yes. So, <laughs> so that's the, the theme of this week is. Um, uh, no, but because don't you feel healthy like. T- healthy attempts. Also, the more of those exchanges you have, the better you just get at them. Sure. I mean, I think when, you know, I mean, I haven't been on an audition in over a year. Really? And so I think people that audition a lot. Oh, yeah. Don't bring. Yes. They don't bring a certain angst in. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, like I knowing that I had that Tori Spelling meeting the night before was like, all right, just be cool. Put it out of your mind. And then when it went so well and it was so different than i expected right i could not sleep on thursday night right and it was just like wow i need to you know you're supposed to just go in do your thing leave the room and not think about it again yep and how do people do that but like you know you should meet a really cool guy on the escalator yeah ask him out and then not fucking think Shut about it until they but like you know you're doing that a lot and yeah that's i think that right. that's a that's a better way, but yeah. Well, for some reason, I was in the mood to do it, and he seemed great. like an okay guy, and yeah. So, um, you know, he he can't be a pro dom. We yeah. know that. I There's I don't no think he's tall enough. He's statistically he's, impossible for you yeah. to meet two in one week. That's true. I'm going to a sing a gay singles party tonight. I think. Yes. Uh, so. That's gonna be fun. I yeah. I think in the next podcast we should definitely talk about that. Um, how that went. I'm fascinated. I was gonna go, but I have. A date, believe it or not, with El Pollo Loco. He's back in the on manager. The scene. Yeah, he uh, he actually called me this week, you know, to say hi. And um, but then when I went in to get chicken, when was that? Yesterday afternoon it was. Um, and he was like, "Hey, can we do something this weekend?" And I was like, "Well, I'm you know I'm supposed to go to this party Saturday night, but." And he was like, "Oh no, Saturday night that'd be great." And I was like, "Okay." So, so good. What yeah. are you gonna do? Uh, we're gonna go to dinner. All right. That'll be good. So yeah. now have you, you, he's the one that you like, he hasn't done very much. What am I trying to say? Have we had sex? Yeah. No, we've not done right. anything. Like that. We like basically kissed, he, but yeah. not even like open mouth. Ki- yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. Like he was, he's just very, very, uh, timid in that regard. Right. Um, so could you order sweet. some churros in you, advance? Do you want me to? No, I'm kidding. Bring, yeah. Could you order? Yeah. He was supposed to come over. Did I tell you the story about the weekend you were out of town? Nope. He was supposed to come over and just have sex with me? Oh, no. He called me and, on like a Saturday or Sunday, that weekend that you were gone. 
Yes. And he was like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm here, you know, alone at the house. And he was like, oh, can I come over and say hi? And I was like, yeah, are you going to get naked? And he was like, of course. And like, we were having like this naughty banter back and forth. Via but, text. I, but I meant it. Yeah. I was like, come over and let's have sex. Right. And he shows up and he's in his Apoyo Loco uniform. Nothing hotter And than he that. has a bag. And I go, what's in the bag? And he's like, you're three piece with beans and coleslaw. Like he literally, because they all fucking know my order. Right. And this was back when it was a three piece before it had been down in scale. This back when a, you were eating food. Piece. Yeah. So I was like, fuck. But on one hand, I was like, this is so awesome that he's going to come have sex with me and bring me Pollo Loco. Like it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm only on a 20 minute break. I just, I have to turn around right back and go. Like it's going to take me 20 minutes to drive to your house, give you the food and then get back. And I was like, well, come on, take your, like, let's at least take our pants off. We can have, we can do something quick. And he was like, no, why? No, no. Like really like, no, I just wanted to bring you some food. And I go, really? And I'm in my mind. I'm like, I need to at least blow you for gas money. Like he didn't want anything. He wanted no, nothing, in nothing. And then later he was like, no, I was in my uniform or his, as he calls it, his uniform. And he, you know, he was yeah. like, I did not smell good. And he wanted, you know, so it was. But I was really like, wow, you're turning down, like, the quick, I don't know, hando, something? Like, right. And I felt really guilty eating that chicken. But I ate it. <laughs> you shouldn't have felt guilty. He just wanted to come and be nice. It was really nice. Yeah, he's a super, super nice guy. So. Yeah. Well, good. He's back in the picture. So I don't know if tonight there will be any action or we'll just go to dinner and, you know. Yeah. Then that'll be it, which is fine, too, but. You know, I'd like, I would like to have sex with him. I would like to, you know, I mean, I'm curious. I, I find him, I'm very attracted to him. So there you go. So, uh, whatever. All right. With two side orders. Right? Side order of uh, something and something. Well, you want churros? <sighs> I, I do like churros. I do enjoy a churro. I've never had their churros there. They're have good. you tried their chili? No. It's good. I like their taquitos, though. Um, uh, well, that's deep fried also, but I like the, yeah, um, exactly. the Delicious. chili, um, but I don't normally like chili with beans in it. Like I right. love Wendy's chili. Mm -hmm. They have but, good chili. Oh wait, no. Wendy's chili has beans in it also though. Yeah. But usually I don't like it so much with the beans. Um, but they, theirs is a good version of chili and you can just get that as a side. I didn't even instead. know they had chili. That's good. Yeah. They're out of it a lot cause okay. they only, <laughs> they only have it when they've been making a lot of steak Yeah. and the steak didn't sell. They chop yeah. the steak up and make chili with it. Okay. So since the steak is new, it's like a way yeah. to not just throw food away. All right, this is boring. Um, you guys, we love I have a coffee date that I want to. Do I have? Wow, of course for that. Yes. yes. Well, because I don't. It's a bit of a dilemma. So I'm having coffee with this guy that I met. He's a filmmaker, and I think one, two of our shorts were on the same program a year or so ago, whatever. And but I never got to know him very well. And then he came to the mismatch game with another friend of mine, and was friendly afterwards. And then Facebooky, and we Excellent. should have coffee. And I don't know what his intentions are. But I know that my friend wanted to go out with him that brought him to the mismatch right. game. And they, I think they did a couple of things together. Well, so I'm going to have to do a little uh, – the coffee's going to be a little exploration of uh, – But your friend would be mature enough if you guys – if it was If, if it didn't happen with them and it's not it like happened with us. angry at you. I don't think so. Yeah. But I got to suss that out. But I, it's a guy who's cute. That's what my point. That's good. And I don't think he's a pro-dom. Maybe well, he's a – I'm pretty sure he's not. I'm pretty there's amateur yeah, an, an amateur, amateur dom. dom an am dom an am dom um 
You need to get that pro dom and have him come and interview him for Village Variety Pack, which is this Monday night, he's, by the way. Monday night the 7th, yes. And he's annoying, though. He's really annoying. I know, but it, it, might, be, it might be a fun 10 minutes on stage. <sighs> okay. I, didn't like, I don't like talking to him. He <laughs> doesn't engage. He All just right. chatters and, yeah. Have you interviewed a porn star at the Village Variety Pack yet? No. It seems like that might be next on the... You know, thing. just a fun interview. Again, keep it brief because God knows they're dumb. But, yeah. you know, they might have some fun anecdotes. That's true. I'm sure they would. Um, but I have not. So. Uh, this week we're doing Selene Luna. We're yeah. interviewing her. So that should be fun. She's nice. I yeah. saw her show. Good. Um, I need to go see that show also. Yeah. Well, all righty, you guys. That's Make it. sure you visit our sponsors, Dr. Kiss, the world's greatest lip balm. That's available at vanitymark.com. You can That's also right. email us here at thecomedycouch at gmail.com. Uh, you can find Dennis on Facebook or at dennishensley.com. You can find me on Facebook or at tonytriply.com. That's it. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. All righty. We'll we love you for listening. Thank and you. we will see you next time right here on The Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripley. Bye. Bye.